0: Everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry
1: and get wild.
0: Portions of the Orders Now podcast are brought to you by proamsports.ca. We
2: return to
0: Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office supplies at huge savings?
2: Yeah, Digitex does that.
0: D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A on Oilers Radio. 630 Chen. It's 1.34 in Edmonton. Bob Stoffer with you in Oilers Now in the next 26 minutes. We'll hear from Edmonton Oilers Assistant General Manager Keith Gretzky as uh, well as Scott Salmon. He is the VP of Hockey Operations for Hockey Canada. The best pizza in the city, still making a great Royal Pizza. Multiple locations in Edmonton to serve you, including the original Royal Pizza in Old Strathcona, 48-plus years. Edmonton owned and operated. Star for recommendations, the Mediterranean Chicken. Without further ado, uh, on a day in which uh, the Oilers Entertainment Group had a uh, press conference in concert with Hockey Canada down at Rogers Place. We are pleased to be joined by one of the driving forces for Hockey Canada, VP of Hockey Ops for Hockey Canada, Scott Salmon. Scott, it's uh, Bob Stopper. Welcome back to the show. How you doing? Uh, I'm doing well, Bob. Thanks for having me. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, first of all, your thoughts on Edmonton hosting uh, what has been the uh, Holinka tournament, uh, now the Holinka Gretzky, in 2018, 2020, 2022.
1: Yeah, I think first of all, it's a great opportunity, certainly for our players to play at home, and a great opportunity for our program. I think to continue to develop, and you know, we've got a new agreement with the IHF in which we host the World Junior Championships for the most part every second year. So, you know, the the value of being in Europe and playing on the big ice is, is probably not as important anymore as we look towards the really experienced kids getting under eighteen, and then ultimately the success we want to have at under twenty. So, I think Edmonton's great. Uh, I know the fans in Edmonton and the building, and. Uh, you know it was a great hockey town so I, I think that all those things combined uh, to be a great host for this event
0: now this is a this past year was a very quiet year for the Western Hockey League uh, at the NHL draft just two players selected uh, in the first round uh, Ty Smith out of Spokane Alex Andriov of, of the uh uh, Red Deer Rebels, but next year is going to be a different scenario, and that t- actually ties into the potential makeup of your team. You announced a 44 players. Uh, I listed five players on Twitter that uh, could be potential first rounders, including a couple right shot centers and Kirby Doc as well as uh, Dylan Cousins. Doc with Saskatoon, Cousins with Lethbridge. They're both six foot three, you know, 180 pound kids already. I mean, these are these are the type of guys that go in the top ten of drafts. But just uh, a thought on 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 putting. The, the team together, forty-four different players initially, uh, and then trying to uh, you know get down to a point where you have got a, a workable lineup.
1: Yeah, well, it's a challenge, and you know I think it's, it's very unique, and that it's the really the only opportunity now that NHL players aren't you know at the Olympic Games to have our best players available, uh, and it's the best-on-best best opportunity for us. So we don't have that you know anywhere. At the World Juniors, we have players that are participating in the NHL and aren't released, um, you know, and, and, and even at the World Championships with with the professional guys, we have players that are participating, you know, with their players, with their teams in the NHL playoffs, so, you know, the talent is, is certainly there, I think there's some really exciting players in this year's uh, camp, and, and, you know, four guys who were part of our world championship uh, under-18 team as underages that, that came to camp, and I think of Matthew Robinson there from the Oil Kings, and you mentioned Kirby Doc, Pete Krebs, who's a, a great talent, uh, with the Kootenai Ice and Bowen Byram, who's from down the road in Cranbrook in, in and, you know, as a top prospect as well. So, I, I mean, I think it's, for us, it's really, really exciting to see all these players in one place at one time. And it's really difficult, especially, you know, in July and in early August to, to make sure that we're making the best decision to, to build our team.
0: Uh, well, Canada has incredible depth. And I think back to, you know, the, the World Junior team this year, you guys cut two uh, top 15 picks uh, off the top of my head just with Vegas alone. Uh, which is never an easy situation, right? Because uh, Cody Glass and Nick Suzuki got uh, cut. You kept a second-rounder, I think a couple fourth-rounders. Um how how different? I mean, not even mentioning the league thing, right, between the the Western League and the Quebec League and Ontario. But then you have, you know, and maybe it's less of an issue, uh, Scott, when we're talking about this team because the players aren't drafted yet. So I guess you, you're you're trying to not that you're trying to appease, but it's a challenge, isn't it, to pick the the best kids when Canada has the amount of depth that it does.
1: Yeah, you know for sure, and I, you know you're right. I, I think you. The goal and the objective is to pick the best players, but ultimately the best team. And so you can't get caught up in where a player's from or who drafted him or, or where he's drafted. You just got to go with what you think is the best player that can help you win right now. And I think, you know, following Sochi, we really made a change in the way we build our national teams and, and look to try to, you know, have skill throughout our lineup. Yeah. And we want to be able to flip our, our lineup upside down from a fourth line to a first line and be able to play with, with skill. And so that's what we're looking at. I think the challenge is always there to still build a team um, and make sure that you know you have some players that that can kill penalties, have some players that can play in the power play, but ultimately have skill. So it is a challenge, um, you know. And again, you got to block out all those other things and and make a determination on on what you see of the player on the ice. I think we're fortunate as we look through our program, you know, with the new under seventeen program. Now it's four years old and and the ability to have three national teams. We introduce the players at that time to our program. We get to see them and then follow their progress as they move through and into under-18. And, and some of them and their game translates really well to a pro game at the NHL and are high picks. And, and others are guys who've come through our program and are successful internationally. Uh, and for whatever reason, maybe don't translate to the pro game. So... You know, for us, uh, you know, it's picking the best players that give us the best opportunity to win right away.
0: Well, it's uh, interesting you talk about emphasis on skill, and uh, the listeners will sure probably sick of it. But you know, I talked about because uh, to me, it's really been in place since Canada, uh, you know, lost in the '98 Olympics. You know, we we had this great and sort of uh, internal discussion uh, that ended up going. You look at Germany in soccer in 2000; they bombed out of the Euro, and ever since then. Uh, they've been ridiculously good, but they used to be staunch defensively, and now they've turned the game over and allowed for a little bit more creativity in their game and placed a tremendous emphasis on individual skill development. So I think there's something to this be said by elite countries in sports like that.
1: Yeah, I agree. I mean, you got to add to that, you need a great goalie.
0: <laughs> Be as skilled as
1: you want, which, you which, which, which is what bus. killed you in '98.
0: But <laughs> yeah, yeah. What's what's what no, no, was Pat, what was Pat Burns' quote? Uh, Goaltending seventy percent of hockey. Unless you don't have it, then it's a hundred percent of hockey. So <laughs> there you go. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, I mean, th- this has been Canada's won it how many times over the last ten years?
1: Well, over the last ten years, we've won it nine times, and uh, so that's part of the challenge. And it's funny I've been with the team a lot of different times first as a manager and then kind of in a different role where I'm there supporting and and watching. But uh, it's almost more of a relief than joy when teams win because they don't want to be the team that didn't win. Um, And again, I think that's a credit to having our best players. When you look at best on best competitions, uh, like you said, probably since 2006, you know, we won two Olympic games with our best players and, and we won this thing nine out of 10 times. So, um when we get our best players together we have a good chance to be successful and this tournament is, is no exception.
0: One of the things that occurs in Germany in soccer, and I think you can extend the metaphor in, in uh hockey with Canada, check your ego at the door. Like there's no player that's bigger than the respective team. And you have guys that are, you know, just flattered to even beyond the team and they'll accept whatever roles they transition in and maybe as younger players and then take on greater roles in time. Do you think there's a, a truism to that? I
1: think there's no doubt about that. And, I, you know, I think it's not only true with um, with players, but with our, our management and coaches. I look at our Olympic teams led by Steve Eiserman, who at the time was, was working for Kenny Holland and had a bunch of other, you know, real good NHL GMs around him. And all those guys just accept their role. And, and same with coaches. Mike Babcock is the head coach. And, and Barry Trotz and others at World Cup, um, you know, being assistant coaches. So it runs throughout the program. I mean, without saying... What's really great about my job is you just get together a bunch of real good Canadians who want to win, and when you have that combination, they just check their ego at the door and do the right thing. And I mean, it's, it's pretty special. And it, you know, it, when it comes together, it, it usually helps create success. And, and that we've been fortunate to have good people in our program.
0: Well, Scott, you know what they say: Canadians are with you, win or win. So yeah,
1: win or tie, and I love the shootout. That's what people say
0: now. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Hey, we appreciate your time. We'll do this again, okay? Yeah, you bet. Thanks for having me, Bob. You bet. That's Scott Salmon. He's the VP of Hockey Operations for Hockey Canada. Uh, 143 in Edmonton. Update. Uh, spoiler alert for those of you that are watching the World Cup. Argentina is on the ropes. They need to win, and they are tied 1-1 with Nigeria. And uh, Nigeria got a, a bonus penalty kick that tied the game. So when we come back in Orders Now, uh, we will hook up with Keith Gretzky. Uh, he is the Edmonton Orders Assistant General Manager. This is Orders Now. showroom on St. Albert Trail, fill your fan cave at ProAmSports.ca. That's ProAmSports.ca. This is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. You see who scored for Argentina? Spoiler alert, it's 2-1. Who got it? I didn't see it. I was talking to somebody on the phone here. but uh, I didn't see who score. I just saw that they did score. Maradona. Mar- <laughs> did you see that? What a clown. I saw that. Wow. What an absolute clown. Marad- Maradona just birded somebody that was in a lower uh, section after Argentina scored. Oh, man. Uh, anyhow, uh, the Argentinians have t- uh, gone up 2-1. And I'm just trying to pick up the goal score here. Uh, the right-footed, so it wasn't messy. Anyhow. And that's the only guy on the team I know, so. <laughs> <laughs> to tell you the truth, Bob. <laughs> Couldn't tell you who else. Let's bring aboard Keith Gretzky. I don't know how big of a soccer fan he is, but he's a uh, big fan of hockey. Uh, Keith, welcome back to the show. How you doing? Great, Bob. How are you? Uh, Good. That's one thing. You know what? Uh, You know, Maradona, he might be uh, considered a savior in Argentina. Uh, He just birded a whole section worth of fans. Uh, Your brother's a pretty prominent hockey player. (laughs) I don't think he'd ever be caught dead uh, giving the bird to a bunch of fans at a soccer game. That is crazy stuff. Uh, Hey, uh, first of all, how surprised or were you surprised that Evan Bouchard uh, ended up being at number 10 available to the Edmonton Oilers on Friday night?
2: we were a little surprised you know I, I think when you when you sit back it's uh, anything can happen and it's a lesson learned out a draft where you know you think guys are going to go you never know until it happens
0: uh, tell us about the player what do you like about him
2: you know what? he's he's very smart with the puck he moves the puck very well um, and probably in greatest asset is his shot he's got a bomb of a shot and you know throw in he's a right handed shot so that's a even a bigger plus for
0: us was there a point uh maybe in in february you thought hey we might be able to get this guy and by march or april you're like no there's no chance we're gonna get him
2: you know not really we didn't think we we would get him you still go and watch the player we saw him play in the playoffs and you know funny things happen and and he fell and you know we we thought about it after their season that it, you know he could fall a little bit just because you know there's other players playing and their stock rises and you know, it's one of those out of sight, out of mind. And you know, Bob Green was the one who really said, you know, we have a chance. He might slide. And, you know, you always hope, but you never know until draft day.
0: Oilers' oh, assistant general manager, Keith Gretzky. Keith, why Evan Bouchard over Noah Dobson, who had a tremendous Memorial Cup run?
2: You know what? I think they're both good players and, and going to be very good NHL players. And we were just comfortable with Bouchard. He's got a cannon of a shot, and, uh, you know, he's, 25 goals in the OHL is, is phenomenal, and, you know, they got rid of a lot of players on their team at, at the trade deadline, and he, you know, still carried the team, and he played over 40 minutes a night sometimes, and, you know, we feel that he was the best suit for us, and, and we drafted him.
0: Were you guys surprised Ryan McLeod was there in day two at 40, given the fact that a lot of the uh, various uh, scouting publications had him ranked somewhere between, say, 20th to 30th?
2: yeah i would say we were surprised we thought you know even after the draft we met friday night and just going over the list of guys and you know we target different guys make sure we're good with them and and uh he was not one guy that we thought would be there at 40 so we were really uh happy with that uh
0: you like uh hockey sense uh you got to be able to skate too and mcleod can really skate can't he
2: yeah he can he, he's really quick he's a little bit of a darter too, and you know, the one thing, he's, he's, he's smart with and without the puck. He's a very good penalty killer. Um, you know, I saw one game in the playoffs against Barry where, you know, he was pretty quiet, but he had a couple assists, and, and you go, wow, you know, like nice shorthanded ones. And, you know, he's a player that has has to learn, the, you know, different things about his game. They have to prove on it. And hopefully he does that because he has a lot of speed and a lot of talent and good hockey sense.
0: I compared him to Eric Hall and people say, "Well, that's a seventh-round draft choice." But Eric Halla, uh, you know, scored 29 goals this year for the Vegas Golden Knights. Is that a fair comparison? Could he be a player like that? We, we hope so. Anybody could score over 20 goals in the NHL, and you know, he, he's
2: very smart with and without the puck. Like I said, and you know, he he had speed, and it's something that we are looking for. And you know, we feel we've got a really good pl- player here that has to, you know, now come in and improve on know the the short sides
0: of this game. We are joined by Edmonton Oilers assistant general manager Keith Gretzky, Bob Stoffer with you on Oilers now. Keith, uh, tell me about the decision uh, to you know to forego a pick, basically uh, to move a, an extra pick in order to acquire. Uh, goaltender Olivier Rodrigue, uh, who of course is the son of Wetter's goaltending coach Sylvain Rodrigue, who is the number one ranked goaltender in the draft. Uh, did you just obviously, you guys believed in him? But what was it about him specifically that you guys liked?
2: You know, we we just love the way he is. He, he's very technical, sound. He's he's, he's very smart. Um, you know, he was he's calm in the net. We we really believe that he was the best goalie for. In the draft and and when he was sitting there we you know decided hey let's try and go get this guy this is a guy that you know we all like and believe in and you can't have a you know too many goalies and and it's just like you know defensemen, and and it gives a uh, competition is healthy and we feel that you know with all the goalies that we have now and in our in our depth charts that you know he just adds to it and we all believed in him and we felt that giving up a pick was worth to go get the guy that we had number one on our list.
0: You took a couple bigger guys, one for, uh, defenseman, one forward in round six and seven. Uh at that stage, is it is it worth taking some swings on some guys that might be uh, you know, longer term prospects.
2: Exactly, that's what they are and and especially with Casreling going to you know, probably going to Des Moines next year and then, you know, he has the pick of a school that he where he wants to go to. We we our guys really like them where He's raw, he's big, and, you know, he's got some hands and and some skill to his game where, you know, he's just got to get stronger and get a little quicker, get the feet moving, and the guys liked him in that area, and that was a a good, healthy
0: pick. That's Michael Kesselin who went in the sixth uh, sixth round. The the Finnish kid that went in the seventh round, what can you tell us? Uh, Sorry, what's his his name
2: again? So, you know, the the thing is with him is that you sit there and, and our guys really liked him, you know, the European guys, you know, yep. believe in in a guy that, you know, just you're talking. You're in the seventh round, so you know, this guy at six two, and that's we knew where he was going, and and our, our Europeans liked him, so we were we were excited to get him.
0: All right, uh, yesterday was the opening day. A little, I mean, I it's of um, development camp just a thought on uh, what you what you saw to Cooper Marodi uh in in terms of you know his skating ability and where he was at uh, you know he's a little bit older than some of the other kids uh, well some of the guys are kids or 18 19 years of age but did you is there is there is it easy to pick up the guys that are maybe 21 or or 22 as opposed to maybe the 18 and 19 year olds
2: on some of them it is Bob, because they're bigger stronger older you know that those things happen and you know, he's got really good hockey sense. I saw him play in the playoffs last year um, just after we, re- we acquired him, and we were happy with him, and, and he's, he's a mature player that's very, very smart. He's, you know, we all know his feet's got to come a little bit, and, you know, they didn't look too bad yesterday, so he, he's a player that, you know, hopefully in time can, you know, improve. And, and in his skating and get a little quicker but his hockey sense is very very good
0: and Connor Yamamoto uh, 22nd overall pick last year got uh, in a 9 games. with the Oilers had a great second half after a very quiet uh, first half once he went down with the Spokane Chiefs how did he look yesterday?
2: Yamamoto was, was good he was skating well and you know he looks a little stronger so you know it's one of those things that uh we can't rush the kids, and we all believe in that. You've got to earn your spot. You can't be just thrown in there. And it's going to happen to him where you know he's got to come to the development camp, have a good little camp here, and then you know when training camp comes in, be ready and fight for a position.
0: Keith, uh, July first is on Monday or on Sunday. Am I going to need to come in here at six thirty to do a show, or could things maybe be a little quieter than normal?
2: Well, you know, it's quieter, but we're we're always looking at it to our club and if it's the top six forward, the bottom six, whatever it is, or defenseman, you know, we're always looking to improve the hockey club, but you know, it's we still have a few days away and
0: we'll see what happens. See you down on the rink in about an hour. All right. See you, Bob. Yep. Bye-bye. That's uh, Keith Kretzky. He is the Edmonton Oilers Assistant General Manager. To this day in Oilers History for New West Travel, Edmonton's premier travel company for 38 years. Looking at going on a river cruise in Europe for 2018, New West Travel has great rates on fabulous cruises. June 26, 2004. Ah, I remember this well. I was doing the show at Overtime Broiler and Tap Room downtown with another station and another time and another place. Edmonton drafted Devin Dubnik, 14th overall, and Robbie Shrimp, 25th overall in the 2014 draft. I bet you Robbie Shrimp wouldn't have minded. Diego Maradona giving the bird to the fans at the section. Did you see that, Brendan? That's unbelievable. What a clown. This Day in Order's History brought to you by New West Travel. They've got great travel deals for weddings, honeymoons, golf packages, and employee corporate reward trips. Call the friendly staff at New West Travel, 780-432-7446 or at newwesttravel.com. right, spoiler alert, Argentina has officially defeated Nigeria 2-1 and they now advance to the round of 16. Bailed it out late in the 87th, 88th, 89th minute of their match against uh, the Super Eagles from Nigeria, who are heartbroken. What do we got coming up tonight on Inside Sports with the mega talented Reed Wilkins? I believe Kelly Rudy will be on. Oh, that's good. And uh, we'll see what else Reed uh, comes up with. All right, uh, four hours till showtime. I'm sure it'll be a great one. So it's a fluid show. That's what you're supposed to say. You got to learn how to. After how many years have you worked on the show now? (laughs) I don't know, four seasons. You, you know, you've you've worked your way in. You're a huge part of things. you got to know how to fake it once in a while. It's got a fluid show for tonight. A fluid when, show, there you go. When, if he doesn't send you the guest list, it's a fluid show. <laughs> uh, we will have Craig Simpson and some other guests coming up. Uh, it's a fluid show tomorrow on Orders Now. Off to a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell, and then the 6.30 chat afternoon news with Jalen Nye and Andrew Gross. So long, everybody, from Orders Now. with Bob Stauffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office supplies at huge savings.
2: Yeah, Digitex does that.
0: D-I-G-I-T-E-X C-A. On Oilers Radio, 630 Ched.